By Word of Mouth by Rudyard Kipling. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Newgate Novelist. By Word of Mouth by Rudyard Kipling. Not though you die tonight, O oh sweet, and wail, a spectre at my door, Shall mortal fear make love immortal fail. I shall but love you more, who, from death's arms returning, Give me still one moment's comfort in my matchless ill. Shadow Houses This tale may be explained by those who know how souls are made, and where the bounds of the possible are put down. I have lived long enough in this country to know that it is best to know nothing, and can only write the story as it happened. Dumoise was our civil surgeon at Meridki, and we called him Dormouse, because he was a round little, sleepy little man. He was a good doctor, and never quarrelled with any one, not even with the deputy commissioner, who had the manners of a bargee and the tact of a horse. He married a girl as round and as sleepy-looking as himself. She was a Miss Hillardice, daughter of Squash Hillardice of the Barras, who married his chief's daughter by mistake. But that is another story. A honeymoon in India is seldom more than a week long, but there is nothing to hinder a couple from extending it over two or three years. This is a delightful country for married folk who are wrapped up in one another. They can live absolutely alone and without interruption, just as the dormice did. Those two little people retired from the world after their marriage and were very happy. They were forced, of course, to give occasional dinners, but they made no friends hereby, and the station went its own way and forgot them, only saying, occasionally, that Dormouse was the best of good fellows, though dull. A civil surgeon who never quarrels is a rarity, and appreciated as such. Few people can afford to play Robinson Crusoe anywhere, least of all in india where we are few in the land and very much dependent on each other's kind offices dumoise was wrong in shutting himself from the world for a year and he discovered his mistake when an epidemic of typhoid broke out in the station in the heart of the cold weather and his wife went down he was a shy little man and five days were wasted before he realized that mrs dumoise was burning with something worse than simple fever, and three days more passed before he ventured to call on Mrs. Shute, the engineer's wife, and timidly speak about his trouble. Nearly every household in India knows that doctors are very helpless in typhoid. The battle must be fought out between death and the nurses, minute by minute and degree by degree. Mrs. Shute, almost boxed Dumoise's ears for what she called his criminal delay, and went off at once to look after the poor girl. We had seven cases of typhoid in the station that winter, 
and as the average of death is about one in every five cases we felt certain that we should have to lose somebody but all did their best the women sat up nursing the women and the men turned to and tended the bachelors who were down and we wrestled with those typhoid cases for fifty-two days and brought them through the valley of the shadow in triumph but just when we thought all was over and were going to give a cinderella to celebrate the victory little mrs dumoise got a relapse and died in three days and the station went to the funeral dumoise broke down utterly at the brink of the grave and had to be taken away after the death dumoise crept into his own house and refused to be comforted he did his duties perfectly but we all felt that he should go on leave and the other men in his own service told him so dumoise was very thankful for this suggestion he was thankful for anything in those days and went to chini on a walking tour chini is some twenty marches from simla in the heart of the hills and the scenery is good if you are in trouble you pass through big still deodar forests and under big still cliffs and over big still grass downs swelling like a woman's breast and the wind across the grass and the rain among the deodars says hush 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 so little dumoise was packed off to chini to wear down his grief with a full-plate camera and a rifle he took also a useless purbia bearer because the man had been his wife's favourite servant that bearer was idle and a thief but dumoise trusted everything implicitly to him on his way back from chini dumoise turned aside to balgi through the forest reserve which is on the spur of mount hatu some men who have travelled more than a little say that the march from kotgar to bagi is one of the finest in creation it runs through dark wet forest and ends suddenly in bleak nipped hillside and black rocks bagi dock bungalow is open to all the winds and is bitterly cold few people go to bagi perhaps that was the reason why dumas went there he halted at seven in the evening and his bearer went down the hillside to the village to engage coolies for the next day's march the sun had set and the night winds were beginning to sing among the rocks dumoise leaned on the railing of the veranda waiting for his bearer to return the man came back almost immediately after he had disappeared and at such a rate that dumoise fancied he must have crossed a bear he was running as hard as he could up the face of the hill but there was no bear to account for his terror he raced to the veranda and fell down the blood spurting from his nose and his face iron grey then he gurgled i have seen the memsab i have seen the memsab where asked dumoise down there walking on the road to the village she was in a blue dress and she lifted the purda of her bonnet and said ramdas give my salams to the sob and tell him that i shall meet him next month at nudia then i ran away because i was afraid what dumoise said or did 
i do not know ram das declares that he said nothing but walked up and down the veranda all the cold night waiting for the memsahib to come up the hill and stretching out his arms into the dark like a madman but no memsahib came and next day he went on to simla cross-questioning the bearer every hour ram das could only say that he had met mrs dumoise and that she had lifted up her veil and given him the message which he had faithfully repeated to dumoise to this statement ram das adhered he did not know where nadia was had no friends at nadia and would most certainly never go to nadia even though his pay were doubled nadia is in bengal and has nothing whatever to do with a doctor serving in the punjab it must be more than twelve hundred miles from maridki dumoise went through simla without halting and returned to maridki there to take over charge from the man who had been officiating for him during his tour there were some dispensary accounts to be explained and some recent orders of the surgeon-general to be noted and altogether the taking over was a full day's work in the evening dumoise told his locum tenens who was an old friend of his bachelor days what had happened at bargi and the man said that ram das might as well have chosen tutti corin while he was about it at that moment a telegraph peon came in with a telegram from simla ordering dumoise not to take over charge at maridki but to go at once to nadia on special duty there was a nasty outbreak of cholera at nadia and the bengal government being short-handed as usual had borrowed a surgeon from the punjab dumoise threw the telegram across the table and said well the other doctor said nothing it was all that he could say then he remembered that dumoise had passed through simla on his way from bargi and thus might possibly have heard first news of the impending transfer he tried to put the question and the implied suspicion into words but dumoise stopped him with if i had desired that i should never have come back from chini i was shooting there i wish to live for i have things to do but i shall not be sorry the other man bowed his head and helped in the twilight to pack up dumoise's just opened trunks ramdas entered with the lamps where is the sob going he asked to nadia said dumoise softly ramdas clawed dumoise's knees and boots and begged him not to go ramdas wept and howled till he was turned out of the room then he wrapped up all his belongings and came back to ask for a character he was not going to nadir to see his sob die and perhaps to die himself so dumoise gave the man his chit and went down to nadir alone the other doctor bidding him good-bye as one under sentence of death eleven days later he had joined his memsahib and the bengal government had to borrow a fresh doctor to cope with that epidemic at nadia 
the first importation was dead at chuadanga dark bungalow end of by word of mouth by rudyard kipling